Hello, you're listening to Cast, Season 9, Cluster B, Episode uh, 903, I'm No Angel, and 904, Slumber Party. Cast. At the top, you heard one of our experts, Bianca. Hey. And we're also joined by our other expert, Annie. Hello. And then me solo, Paul Mackey, your uh, your your sole newbie for the episode. Um, Darcy is uh, currently uh, on her way down to the airport. Well, down 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 to stay with my parents overnight, and then Fox and Darcy go to the airport in the morning and fly off to Boston. Uh, Iris and I stay here, and we've got a variety of things going on. Uh, Yvette could not join us because uh, October's weird. October, I think October is like uh, like second festive season for New Orleans. I think there's just like Halloween stuff going on all the time or something. Exactly. I believe that it's like the second busiest place in October, second to Salem. Yes, perhaps. Because um, got to wrap that hometown. Sorry about it, Yvette. But I think <laughs> Salem beats you in, you know, probably by a smaller margin than we think. But, yeah. Yeah, we were just saying off pod, uh, Fox and Darcy intend to probably go out to Salem. But I think that they've uh, decided that they're limited by whether uh, my sister-in-law can drive them or not. I don't think, they, I don't think they're willing to, to hop a commuter train. They're, they're, they'll, they'll do the subway and the, and the regular train, but... Yeah, it's possible, but it might also just like be a little too much adventure, which is understandable. <laughs> you know. Uh, all right. All right, but we are doing uh, we are doing these episodes, so uh, <coughs> if everybody's ready, we can just jump jump into this thing. Let's. Yeah. All right. So the first episode is nine oh three. I'm no angel, which is the one where Kath gets laid. <laughs> That's uh, to the point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, and other things, but that's kind of like what I was thinking when I started watching this episode. I was like, oh, right. That's that. (laughs) Yeah, I totally forgot until I saw April. I was like, oh, this is that one. (laughs) This is that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you got more than ten seasons under your belt, Paul, you gotta <laughs> you gotta abbreviate somehow in your own mind. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, even even for the most part, Buffy ends up that way, to, or Buffy and Angel especially together. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So yeah, real real weird, real weird episode. Um, yep. It's one of those things where you think like. Did we need this episode? But we did. We yeah. did. Yeah. I actually, I really like this episode. I like, um, I really love uh, helpless human cast having to deal with things like, you know, urination and eating and laundry. And, you know, it's just, it's a little, uh, 
overdone, maybe. Yeah, it's it's like but a, I still like it. <laughs> it's a prime. I feel like it's a prime cast fan service episode. Yeah, um, which is fine, you know. Like there, God knows there have been way worse. <laughs> um, and it's nice to see him out of that damn trench coat. Sorry about it, but I don't like his uniform, <laughs> um, his his costume. I feel like. It washes him out, and he just looked... Maybe they amped up his scenes with color because he's human, but I just feel like he looked way more alive and, like, you know, not so sallow and just drab-looking. So could be intentional, but I don't know. I was noticing, like, oh, okay. He looks a lot better without that on. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he, he could walk around like that. As much as he wants to. <laughs> I've, I've said many times with this series that, uh, you know, one of the things that pulls me <coughs> every once, you know, again and again is that it, that it is sort of a, a road-based series as it is. But I especially liked that my, my high point for the episode was Cass on the Road Discovering Humanity. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like his, his journey. Um, yeah, just wandering around and yeah, experiencing things in a way that he's never... Uh, experienced them before. He's seen people, you know, live and die and eat and, uh, you know, yeah. survive for yeah. millennia, but he's never experienced it. Yeah, he's always gotten a little, I mean, maybe mildly philosophical about why things are the way they are, but now he's really like experiencing why things are the way they are. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked the the moment with that woman in the church. Ah, oh, cool. I was going to hit that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's she's praying for her husband. And it's funny, I was watching this like, hmm, you know, they get really, you know, they really come down on a particular side when discussing religion and, you know, people of faith. It's like the beginning of this episode when we meet Reverend Buddy Boyle. Um, you know, there's this lean to the way they're depicting those reverent people and I was thinking like man well do I remember it being this hardcore the first time I watched it and like I wonder if they got any pushback but I think that scene is a really good important one to sort of offset everything else that's going on in this episode episode excuse me and even the show in general to be like well you know that's your truth not mine to sort of allow that respect in there Um, yeah I love the respectfulness of her response, even though he sort of, you know, came at her. I mean, he didn't, you know, attack her, but he yeah, questioned he, her he, faith at a, you know, moment he, when she was feeling incredibly vulnerable, and she still was like, "Well, you know, we each have our own truth," and it's just a really lovely little unexpected conversation. Yeah, I was like, "Good on you, whatever writer who did that," because that's like a really nice way to sort of address any inflammatory you know anything anything inflammatory that might come out of like the heavier themes that we're starting to see in the show um about heaven and all the angels and like angels are kind of evil and they're just as bad as demons and da 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 like that could be really grating for a lot of viewers who you know maybe they were just in it 
for fun urban legends, <laughs> it, like from season one, you know, like there is heaven stuff, but it, it takes a particular turn now at this point in the whole Winchester arc. Um, yeah, I, like, so was, I was going to say, I like that this, this episode in particular, just the, between the woman in the church and, and, and Buddy Boyle really shows like, like a, a, a perspective where there's a difference between faith and religion, right? And I, yeah. you know, I've I've, uh, I've often asked people that I know that have have strong faith, you know, what what's your opinion on on some of this stuff, you know, with the uh, with some of these churches and the mega churches and things like that, and and you know, frequently they'll say, well, you know, <clears throat> I have strong faith, but I don't necessarily have the religion, or you know, that particular organized religion doesn't really appeal to me. I have the faith, uh, you know, it's the faith that I have. Yeah, and like you can still be a spiritual person without feeling like you have to, you know, adhere to some sort of prescribed system, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think, well, Cass doesn't get that yet because he just like doesn't get people yet. Like Andy's saying, like he's stressed out that he has to keep peeing. So (laughs) something this high level is going to take him a little while. Yeah, so I don't know if that's my high point of the episode, but um, it is exceptional. Um, I think my my actual favorite part of the episode is a quote that happens towards the end. But I guess we'll <laughs> save that. <laughs> I bet I can guess which one. I bet you can. Uh, do we think we've all hit a high point? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We hit both the ones I wrote down. Shirtless Cass and the conversation about faith. <laughs> right? Shirtless Cass <laughs> was actually one of mine, too. <laughs> well, we could we could move into our low points if we, uh, if we wish. Yeah. My low point is a friggin' mercenary guy. Like, what? Come on. <laughs> I didn't like him. And especially since... I don't know. I guess the the whole surprise twist is that it's oh, April was evil all along. We trusted her for a second, but I just didn't like him. I thought it was cheap. Yeah, well, I mean, I yeah, I, I guess I, I'll hit right now just my low point. My low point is just that you know the oh, of course we'll all be safer if we're apart. You know. <laughs> yeah. It, it seems to be something that that comes up. again and again in one way or another whether it's the brothers deciding to split up which you know always lasts forever um (laughs) uh you know so so it's just that 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 decision just never quite makes sense with whatever the reasoning and yeah and i really didn't like the 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 horny cast plot i guess i mean i didn't like it's weird it was it rubbed me the wrong way i guess i think I think what they're trying to underscore is like his his lusty side of being human, you know, or if like all of a sudden feeling that need because you also get that really gratuitous and unnecessarily and horrible shot of that woman's boobs when he's looking at people walking yeah, down the street. Yeah. Like it's like I think the sequence of shots is a bunch of hot dogs boobs and two men arguing so i think that's the supernatural writer's take on like the triple f 
thing of like these are human essentials. Uh, you know. Well, I mean, I guess I guess we know that the cast has the the, the p- potential of having a lusty side. After all, the uh, the, uh, the the flash forward that they had back in the uh, back in season five, he was uh, you know completely not an- not angelic, and uh, he was uh, he was getting ready for the next orgy. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> if if one if one is to believe that's an actual potential future that that they that uh, that Dean visited in that episode, then then I guess it, that potential is always there. Can I just bring up? I know we're this is a cluster episode, and we're not doing full summaries, but the line in the Supernatural Wiki summary of this episode says April kisses him, and they have sex. In parentheticals, twice. Apparently, it was good for both of them. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Supernatural Wiki. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... (laughs) I didn't like the libido angle. It's like, we get it. Like, the food and the pee was enough for us to be like, oh, he's struggling with being human. And then we got, like, the good bonus of the faith conversation, but then a weird bonus of sexually active Castiel, which, you know, shirtless cast, that's fine, but it didn't seem as true to his character as it could have been, I guess. Uh, any more low points? Uh, mine was just, just the end, just um, Dean's decision-making, like starting at the, you know, with the whole uh, letting Ezekiel possess Sam and then, you know, agreeing to lie about it and then kicking Cass out and yeah. lying to him and lying to everybody and splitting up. Like, what are you doing? You're setting yourself up for a whole new season of just angst and sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And they really <laughs> spell it out, too. Like, in case you haven't caught up, he's like, well, you can't leave. Like, you can't leave now because Sam isn't healed yet. It's like, oh, God. And I I thought uh, it would have been a really great ending to this episode if um, it had ended when Cass was like, what happened? And he said, "Uh, April came at you, and uh, I told her that I'd let her go if she brought you back to life, and then I killed her. And Cass says, you lied. And he's like, yep. I sure did. <laughs> I do that. And yeah, I do that exactly. That's what he said. Thank you. <laughs> if it ended on that, I would have been like, "Youch." Yeah. But you know, I had to have a little follow up. Uh, does anybody uh, want to lead off quotes? Um, I'll I let have, you have the I one. <laughs> I was going to say I don't have it pulled up yet, but I guess I could just say it from memory oh I can't say it from memory I don't know go ahead Annie I don't have it in front of me oh it's uh, I assume it's the same one it's just what, you know the, the reaction of the boys after learning what happened with April Dean's like so did you have protection and Cass is like I had my angel blade <laughs> <laughs> yes that's the one it was, it's not listed on this wiki page which is Wow, oh, that's crazy! Wow, right? That's like yeah. the best part. 
Yeah, I didn't trust. I I actually didn't trust her entirely because I I kept I kept finding the situation generally unbelievable. That uh, I was like, okay, so he was frozen half to death and soaked in the alley, and therefore bring him in and do it. You know, it, it, it's at at no point did I find it something that that a reasonable, you know, woman on her own would probably do. I know. So I, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Amelia kind of did that at the beginning of last season <laughs> with Sam, but maybe to a less extreme extent, you know. Yeah. Do you ever tire of urinating? I'll never get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, keep going. Oh, I was... I I wrote down the one that comes like right before that, you know, angel blade joke. Cass is saying, uh, "There, there's more to humanity than survival. You look for purpose, and you must not be defeated by anger or despair, or hedonism, for that matter." Yeah. Well, that's that episode. Well, who wins? Who loses? Oh my gosh! I didn't even write down a winner or loser. Mm. I think Sam is still losing. Yeah, I've got Dean winning because Sam loses, specifically. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Right? Because Cass doesn't really win either. You know, because he gets kicked out. And so Dean, Dean gets everything he wants. Yeah, so I guess he wins. And I'm still wondering what exactly is up with Ezekiel and whether he's, you know, got something against Cass or something beyond just not trusting him to be around or something. I, I, I'm trying to figure out what's going on there. I think it's more than just what it's what he says it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, how do Castiel, we rate it? Castiel oh. did vouch for Ezekiel in the beginning, right? When they, when they decided <coughs> to, to contact him? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Because yeah. they even bring that up, too. Yeah. <laughs> I can't can't say anything yeah <laughs> i know right <laughs> <coughs> i've been working my mute button <laughs> um how do we how do we rate this episode you know i kind of i liked it for the most part like i said i didn't quite i didn't trust i didn't trust her but uh but you know it when it when it all made sense in the end i was like oh okay well that's why i didn't trust her that's why she did things that were uncharacteristic because it was all a trap to begin with um, so I'm going to give it a uh, seven out of 10 angel cherries. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it, um, six and a half out of 10 evil Ken dolls from heaven. <laughs> uh, we met a new, uh, antagonist in this episode Bartholomew and he's got a lot of face got a lot of face yep Ugh. yeah is, is the actor who plays Bartholomew someone who I would know from somewhere else he seemed familiar oh I don't know I can check I'm not uh, I'm not sure hmm. okay. well I uh, I really I don't know I just I really enjoy this episode I always forget you know what it's going to be about until I watch it, and then I find myself just thoroughly entertained. 
for some reason. I just really like it. So I'm going to give it eight out of ten first times for everything. <laughs> oh, so I guess with after a few beep boops, we'll get the ratings of um, Darcy and Yvette to see what the average is. Yeah, I, I, I had... Uh, Darcy was, you know, busy packing and getting everything ready and everything. And she sort of said, I, "I'll have to do it some other time." Or she wasn't able to get that ready for me ahead of time. So, yeah. Bartholomew is played by Adam J. Harrington, who doesn't look like he's known for much. His top build things on IMDb are House of the Dead, The Ugly Truth which is that Katherine Heigl Gerard Butler movie oh, okay. <laughs> from like 10 years ago. L.A. Noir and Faces in the Crowd. Alright. Looks like he also does uh, some voice work. He's on the show Daytime Divas. <laughs> Alright. Oh, and Shadowhunters Mortal Instruments couple episodes on that hmm. maybe people might know him from there they so might. they might I, I i i should i should have learned by now that pretty much if i don't if i don't know where i recognize someone from it's probably just going to be a list of genre shows that i have to then admit oh no i've actually never watched that <laughs> <laughs> yeah lots of tv actually secret circle he's been a guest on ncis a couple times he was on queer as folk in 2004 and 2005. Dexter. He's an agent on Dexter. Maybe that's it. But yeah. That's all. All right. Well, uh, we can move into episode 904 in that case, which is Slumber Party, which is... Uh, which one? The one where Oz turns out to be real. The werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> Dad joke. <laughs> yes, that is that is the one. I see. Okay. Um, well, I guess I mean I think that the uh, the the high point. Well, I don't know what everybody's high point is, but I know that mine's probably uh, just the the Dorothy and Charlie super team up. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the whole episode is the high point. This one's a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it is a an odd one, um, and I know uh, the actress who plays Dorothy from Hemlock Grove, and I was like, oh, I forgot that that was her. She plays um, a main character on that show, okay. which is one of uh, uh, it's a Netflix original. It's like a horror a horror series. So you can check that out. Um, yeah, I I forgot what this episode actually was. Like, I knew that it was a Charlie episode, but I I just did not recall that this was the plot. <laughs> well, the, title, like, oh. the title is not terribly obvious what the, what the content's going to be. Yeah. I mean, it, it is... It is said, I think, pretty much explicitly, they, they use the word slumber party somewhere during the, the entirety of the, uh, the actual text of the episode. But uh, Yeah. They watched Game of Thrones. Yeah. They braided each other's hair. 
<laughs> more, yeah, more like timeline context of uh, how far into the show that we've watched now, or that, you know, Paul, how far you've come. Yes. <laughs> Modern times are now being referenced. <laughs> <laughs> Even though this episode is five years old. Things that continue on besides Supernatural are happening on screen. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is my high point? Uh, I actually really, it's a, my high point is another quote, actually. Actually, so I'll save it. But it's when um, Charlie and Dorothy first meet. Um, Charlie kind of sums up how I was feeling at that moment. And I'm glad that the show just brought it up. <laughs> or I guess I can just say it. Uh, Dorothy's like, oh, well, this didn't happen, that didn't happen. And Charlie says, stop ruining my childhood. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, stop it, stop. And I'm glad that they kind of hung a lampshade on it. As Steph Smith would say, you know, they're kind of aware, they were at least aware enough of what they were doing. Like, okay, we've played this joke out, so now we can just get down to business. Well, um... <laughs> If we can move into low points, I've got uh, I've got one. And yeah, that's, and that's I mean, it took it took me a, a while watching to really figure out what exactly was going on, and it I, I watched I rewatched a second time just to, to confirm for myself that uh, that they, they that it was subtle to begin with what you know what they were what they were driving at, and then the uh, Oz stuff um, the initial confirmation of it was buried in one. Fast talking line from Charlie. This she's uh, like you know got the book in front of her and she's just da 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 da. Oh, this is real da 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 da. And then suddenly, you know, if you didn't catch that particular thing, then you're continue on for the next, you know, ten twenty minutes going. Wait, oh, so so like really Oz? Like oh. <laughs> yeah. It's odd. It's not. It's not my favorite, but um. What is my low point? I I thought the witch was ridiculous. I didn't love her. Um, just like the way that that character was acted out, I thought was so over the top. I was like, ugh. It reminded me of the puppet from that Buffy episode. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know? Yes, Sid. God, I was just like, uh, you you want me to be with you on this ride and I understand that you're taking a kitschy angle to this but I just really don't like it I didn't like it her teeth and like the the florid movements that she kept doing with her hands and how she was hunched like ah 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 like would it have, would it have killed them to just like give her a couple lines like well, she cut out I, no, yeah no, I think it was kind of clever that they they had like Dorothy cut out her tongue so she doesn't have to carry the over the, you know, screechy witch, you know, the classic witch cackle. Um, she did that and though. be that <laughs> over the top with actual words. So I think it gave her a little bit more room to play with being, you know, physically big and ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it just, I didn't, I didn't love that. I was like, okay, so they. They cut out her tongue, but you know, there's no explanation for. I don't. I just didn't buy it. I guess 
<laughs> it's pretty goofy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't love it. Um and she she was my low point because you know, she's the main adversary of this episode and yeah. every time she came on screen I was like, "Oh god." Again, <laughs> again <laughs> with this like fourth grade drama teacher thing. Like I just didn't I didn't like it. My low point was uh really a strange low point to have for me um, was just every time Crowley was on screen. Like, it's really, really rare for Crowley to be the least interesting character in an episode, but he totally was this time. That's true. He was just kind of boring, chained up and snarky. (coughs) Maybe they wanted to remind everybody that he was still down there. Because we had a mention of, a a one-liner mention about Kevin too, or maybe that was a, in the last episode where they were like, "Oh, yeah, well, we drove Kevin to blah blah blah." It's just like yeah, to remind was, us, I guess, that the character isn't dead and they're still was, kind of. I think that was the last episode. Uh, yeah. Well, we want to toss out some quotes. Uh, I I did like, and I didn't write down the exact phrasing or anything, but I I, I did enjoy the one line that Carly had about. Uh, they asked him if the Wicked Witch said anything, and he said it was pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I left him whistling somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that's when they figure out. Well, they realize that he he knows what's going on. Yeah. Um, which is a cool way to reveal that. Uh, I like how when they go into the computer room, Charlie says, "Sweet Ada Lovelace." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this thing belongs in a museum. Um, which is cool. <laughs> that they referenced her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, how Dean says, what, our home's not good enough for a hang-in-there-kitty poster? <laughs> I liked... Um, I didn't write down the, the preceding line, but when Dorothy shows up uh, in like the flashback with the Wicked Witch in a bag, and one of the men of letters is like, what, you captured her? And she says, yes, despite all my lady parts, I managed to capture the Wicked Witch. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do oh, you think? And ding-dong, bitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was good. Does she say something, something bitches in every episode she's in? I think so. Right? One of her many trademarks. Yeah, it's like her signature line is that she's going to say bitches at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Well, uh, picking winner or loser, I, I, I I can't choose one of the boys this time. I have to pick Charlie. Yeah. Gonna have to be a neither. Yeah, that's a great uh, ending of when they go through the door and they've got ACDC playing. Yeah, that was really cool. I, I, love, like, I thought to myself, I mean, obviously they're not they're not killing her off. She's just being you know sent off to an alternate world and all that. But I was like, if they're writing her off in this way. Or you know, keeping the door open to, to write her off, you know, writing her off, but having the old door open for her to return. I think I think I like it okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was just going to ask you, do you think she'll be back? Yeah, I have a feeling she'll be back. I think she's popular enough. But if it if it turns out for some reason that they weren't able to get her back for some reason, you know, this 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 was a good way to write her out and not just have her, you know, just out there and never come back to the story. But you know, just somewhere out in the in the U.S. just making her way and just never happening to see her again. And it's better than killing her off. But yeah, if this, yeah. If this was to be the write off, I think it's a good way to do it. But I think she'll be back. Assuming All right. Assuming they can get her. So, how do we rate it? You know, I you know I I I love Felicia Day, and I love that Charlie and you know it did actually occur to me when when we when I watched it, I was like, wow, this seems really soon. But you did think I I did consider to myself that the last time we saw her was last season, so therefore for everybody in the real world, it would have been like. Six months ago, or five, five or six. A months while ago, ago. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Probably not terribly too soon to have her back, but uh, it occurred to me. But uh, yeah, I didn't like it as much as her other episodes, though, and I, I really didn't get. You know, like I said, the 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 one Oz confirmation line before you started to see all the Oz stuff was was kind of buried in that uh, that one line of dialogue. So. I just didn't. I didn't get it, and I didn't feel like I was. I was getting the episode, so I'm going to give it six out of ten uh, bunkers that are like the universe because they're ever expanding. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a garage. Sweet cars in there too, and the bike. Yeah, which is and really the cool. Tin man. <laughs> yes, poor thing. Um, I'm also going to give it a 6 out of 10. Uh, I mean, eh. Better than average. Not my favorite. Um, 6 out of 10 black witch's teeth. I, again, I, I don't, every time I come to this episode on a rewatch, and, like, if I remember what it is ahead of time, I'm like, oh, that one is kind of dumb. But then when I'm actually watching it, I just... It's just really fun for me. I really enjoy it. I think maybe it's because I just get to spend the whole episode like identifying with Charlie over her wishing for a big fantastical adventure. Um, so I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 flying monkeys. Perfect. Seems appropriate. <laughs> and then uh, we'll have another beep boop about what the average is from everyone. Meanwhile, I should investigate for real real quick what, uh, if anybody gave us feedback. So I forgot to check that between episodes so we can get it all in right here. Okay. So. Let's load uh, here. I, I am going to mute myself for a second. Okay. Because I might be having a cat poop problem, but I will still have this audio playing so I can hear when to jump back in. Okay. Well, I so go for it. I do see some feedback, so I'll read these. Uh, it's not terribly long feedback, but we've got feedback from Simone on this episode's Slumber Party. I'm not rewatching it, but I just wanted to say that I love... Dorothy and the whole Wizard of Oz story going on in this episode. Thank Chuck. Ezekiel saved Charlie. 
and I dig Charlie and Dorothy as a potential couple. Yeah, I definitely saw that that, sh- that shipping was. Uh, yeah. Was fairly oh, close to textual. <laughs> there was j- maybe just sub subtext. Uh, and Nutty says, "Okay, I had to rewatch to remember the awesomeness of the sleepover. I love this episode. It's a good one." It's a good one-off episode that you could watch individually. Then again, I think you could watch all the Charlie episodes without watching the rest. I love Dorothy, and I totally ship her and Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Thank you. So yeah, it definitely seems like it's more of a fan favorite than it than it was for me, but that's uh, it's fine. Yeah. It's nice to have like. A fun something or other happen every once in a while. <laughs> sure. So that leaves. That leaves uh, our homework for next week. The homework for next week is season nine, cluster three, episode nine oh five, dog dean afternoon, and episode nine oh six, heaven can't wait. Oh lordy! <laughs> wow. Those are the next two episodes. Right. And I, I, it's been we've we've done so much uh, postponing on recording the episode we are currently recording that I don't know for sure whether I can confirm, but I believe that Matt had shown interest in uh, Matt A was showing interest in being guest for this episode, this next episode. Oh, okay. Well, so we'll see if that. Hopefully, he can up. join us. Yes. Yeah, Megan. Um, Megan could not be with us for this either. She was supposed to guest on this and she said if we needed any of her feedback we should just say uh ezekiel (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's a there's a a heavy amount of of these two episodes with ezekiel uh deus ex machina on in yeah 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 she actually said something a lot longer than that but she was like you know what just say uh ezekiel (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) that's fine well, so. I guess that's uh, that's pretty much unless you guys have anything else to say. Uh, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for tonight, and we can just say happy hunting. Happy, happy hunting. Uh, You've been listening to Idgitcast from quadruplez.com. Join the discussion at facebook.com slash Idgitcast. We would love to hear from you. You can email us or send in an mp3 voice message. Please use the episode title as your subject line to help protect our newbies from spoilers. Our email address is idgitcastpodcast at gmail.com. The opening theme for Idgitcast is by Borrowed Trouble. You can find the band at borrowedtrouble.com. The lyrics and vocals are by Idgitcast founder Allie Jones, who you can learn all about by visiting imthewonderband.com. The closing music you are listening to, even as I speak, is Too Good, written and performed by Jack Mangan, and is used by his generous permission. You can find other music, writings, and discussions by Jack, as well as archives of his own deadpan podcast at jackmangan.com. You may wish to know more about the hosts of this show. Yvette can be heard as one of the hosts of Investigating Mars, a completed introcast about the TV series Veronica Mars, also available from quadruplez.com. And now, Yvette will tell you all about select movies from the Lifetime Network. Find out before you watch what movies have all the best people, who are the worst, who is killing who, and most of all, what, if anything, makes sense. 
Yvette presents this trove of information at moviesofalifetime.com. Annie works as global coordinator for Can't Stop the Serenity, a worldwide series of screenings of Joss Whedon's Serenity benefiting Equality Now. For more information on Can't Stop the Serenity, including event listings and how to host your own event, visit can'tstoptheserenity.com. Bianca doesn't currently have projects available for you to find online, but all of us at Idgicast encourage you to have a visit to your local public library. Darcy and I can also be heard on the Ghostlight Podcast, a completed intro cast for the television series Slings and Arrows. Slings and Arrows is on the Encore Plus YouTube channel, and you can hear our thoughts on the series on the Ghostlight Podcast at quadruplez.com. Oh, we have no event to tell us the, the, the cute one sentence what this one was about. <laughs> Damn it, I really wanted to hear hers for the next episode. <laughs>